why I am creating English content as a Dutch person. I actually do get this question a lot, especially, of course, from Dutch people. They're asking me, um, you know, are you from the UK or the US or were you raised bilingual? Thank you very much uh, for ask for thinking that, but <laughs> no, <laughs> not. But I do notice that this is kind of something different or strange or maybe something that people um, don't really tend to do, which I understand as well. And so for this episode, I wanted to dive deep into why did I actually choose to um, to speak in English? Uh, why you know why this is the best choice for me in my business right now? So what I noticed when I was preparing this episode was that the reason why I'm speaking English is actually super personal. So I'm taking you on a journey on how this started, and also I'm giving you advice at the end of the episode. You know how this works for you, how this could work for you. And, um, yeah, the reasonings that you can come up with and, you know, ideas that you can have, you know, by making that choice, because I know it, it is, and it can be a big choice. All right, let's start at the beginning. Ever since, <laughs> this sounds really big, but it is what it is. Ever since I can imagine, I am fascinated by the Anglo-Saxon culture. So UK, US, everything, you know, in the English speaking world. It started with the Spice Girls. And I remembered thinking, I really remember thinking at 10 years old, I would never, this is really what I thought, I would never be able to dominate the world in Dutch. So I guess that's, I remember thinking this, and this is where my decision process already started. So now I'm 37. And, you know, 27 years later, I, well, it was a little earlier, earlier that I decided this, but, you know, I knew that that was not never going to happen. So I remember wishing I was born in the UK. This is no, this is no, no joke, right? I, I'm, I'm being very serious here because I thought language back then uh, was so important. And, and back then I wanted to become famous of course. And I thought it was much easier in the UK because that's what I was focused on. I didn't really know a lot about America yet. And um, yeah, I thought becoming famous is going to be so much easier when you're living in the UK than it's going to be in the Netherlands. And I was looking at the Spice Girls like they were kind of my big sisters. And I was thinking, yeah, okay, so they already have one step ahead of me, you know, because of the language. And this may sound a little bit petty that I'm going all the way back to my childhood years, but I actually really believe that this is why I want to and why uh, I am able to keep this up for almost two years now in my international business coaching practice is because already at a very young age, I decided that the English language is going to help me make my dreams come true. And so far, I've had clients from the UK, Spain, Australia, Ecuador, all because of offering my programs and content in English. And actually, I wouldn't miss those clients and those people and those connections and also the international connections that's happening through, you know, not, not just with through me, but also for my clients, you know, my Dutch clients. I really wouldn't miss it for the world. So... That's where it started. And then fast forward from when I was 10 to my early 20s. 
So at my university, I studied cultural heritage. There were opportunities to do internship internationally. Mind you, I had to arrange this all by myself, but there was the opportunity to do this. And there was an office, a one-person office, who would help you arrange for this. And without blinking an eye, uh, I decided then and there that I wanted to go to New York City. I had never been there, but I thought an internship was a good reason to do so. <laughs> and I, you know, I did this. I, I and I was very de determined to do this. And I applied to 50 different museums um, and, you know, I had to fill out so many forms and it was horrible, you know, getting the visa. And actually, sometimes I'm thinking back and I'm thinking, wow, if I could have done that, actually, you know, at age 21 or two, I think I was 21, um, I can do really literally everything. You know, once you make it there, you can make it anywhere. I'm not sure I made it there, but, you know, what they say in uh, or what Frank Sinatra Sinatra says in New York, New York. Anyway, two museums replied. So I sent it out to 50 different museums, a little bit of standardized email. Um, but I thought, yeah, I just have to, you know, bet on all horses. Well, not all, actually, because 50 museums in New York City, there is much more. But two museums replied. The Guggenheim Museum, which is really one of my favorite museums, and the Chelsea Art Museum. Uh, and that's where I ended up. So the Guggenheim basically offered an assistant of an assistant of an assistant of an assistant job. And I was, I was not really feeling like I would be challenged. Yes, it's nice to have Guggenheim on your resume. But the work that I would do would be really, I mean, I chose to do an interesting job in New York. So the Chelsea Art Museum offered a curatorial assistant internship. So I jumped on that because I, I was actually involved in different exhibitions, creating them a beautiful exhibition, which I helped create called Iran Inside Out. Um, this was back in 20. 20, 2000, well, it's not even 20, I wanted to say 2011, but I think it was two, 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 2009 um, and, or 2008, I don't really exactly remember. But anyway, so it was you know, one of those years and it was really nice working together with, um, with the director and, and, and the curator. And you know. that internship has changed my life. I'm not going to lie about this. I worked really hard to get that because this was not, I didn't know anybody in New York yet. I have to stress this, right? Maybe you're thinking, oh, she's just, you know, she just got through, you know, because she had some contacts. No, I didn't know anybody. I did make it my business to make, uh, to know people, by the way. I did, well, I was very, very vocal about wanting to go to New York. I, you know, sometimes visited some, you know, Dutch people in New York gatherings and everything. And I was very, I was very much into networking at that time, beginning of 20s, in my 20s, because I thought, yes, this is, I'm going to need people because I don't have money. <laughs> and I'm not saying that, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to get, you know, from, I want to get money from people, but I was just like, yeah, if I want to be in, I need to know people. And I don't have parents who can just say, oh, you know what, here's a couple of thousand euros, we'll buy you in. No, that was not the case at all, actually. When I left New York, when I finished my internship, I actually had to, um, how do you say it, cut my credit cards because, uh, yeah, my bank told me to. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, that happened. Uh, it's okay. It's it was a wonderful experience, um, but it, yeah, it was actually very expensive. And you know, this was all fixed um, within one or two months, so it was all good. And you know, a lot of stress, but the stress was worth it. And so. This internship has changed my life. So, you know, I was really coming from just the desire to live in New York, just thinking that it would be nice. Actually, if I would have known, you know, all the all the work that I had to put in, I'm not really sure if I would have done it. But yeah, that's another story. But it really changed my perspective of how big and interesting the world is and in the Netherlands, the Netherlands is a very... So if you're not from the Netherlands, you're listening to this, probably you are, because I'm also talking about this in, in English. So it might be that you're international. I, I know this, by the way, because I see from which countries people are listening. So the Netherlands is a very small country. It is actually really small, especially square meter wise, but also, you know, there's 18 million people living in the Netherlands right now, a little bit less, but it's going to be at the end of this year... And so 18 million, I mean, that's not a lot, you know, compared to other country, countries or cities or whatever. So, because, and, you know, and that to me, you know, of course, since I was 10, I was always very fascinated by, by other countries, by international, by uh, intercontinental. So I was always very fast. I don't know why. Maybe it was because I was fleeing from something. I don't know. It could be all kinds, kinds of reasons, but... What I really loved about the internship was not just because I was in, in New York or in, in the US, which I really liked to be there, um, is that it's also really, uh, you know, there were so many different cultures, especially in New York. So I know that in the rest of the US, this is not the same. But so I was working in that museum. I was working with people from Australia, Iran, Lebanon, Italy, Germany, Jamaica, and so much more. So it was not just... And we were all attracted by the U.S., so that's, you know, what attracted us to that city. So people really go there, you know, also to get the inspiration. So it also attracts a certain kind of people, I understand this. And then actually, I remember then and there, I decided that I would love to be based in the Netherlands, you know, Netherlands for my career, but that I still wanted to do many international projects uh, because it's so much more, you know, I love that exchange. I love seeing things from different perspectives. That's also what I did with as an interim manager. I always looked at other examples from other countries you know this was just my thing I actually have no explanation for it why I liked it so much so uh, I think also this is what one of the reasons why people hired me because I was always thinking big this is also why my podcast is called big business this is also why my program is called big business because I believe in that and and also big life because I believe in in the bigness you know standing in in your own bigness and I I was not afraid uh, to do that back then I still I can actually feel and think more you know even bigger so yeah, so that's a, rem a daily reminder for myself, uh, having this show, having my programs and everything, <laughs> to think bigger myself. So big business is not very much about, you know, big corporation, big team, all those things. I don't believe in that. Bigness lies within. So two years ago, so I was, 
after that internship, I got my first job and everything. And so I would do some international projects er everywhere. If there was an opportunity, I would always go for it. You know, if the and and through that internship, my network started to be more international. So I would always have, you know, for instance, in my LinkedIn, this was really at the beginning days of LinkedIn, I would just add people and, you know, and then I would connect, you know, connect to other people and everything. So it was really building from there. So yeah, this just all happened uh, from there. So then two years ago, when I decided to go from interim manager to uh, to business coach, I knew that content was going to be very important. So when I was an interim manager, I never created any content. Well, I did a little bit, you know, but that was just personal. And also when I was a politician, I was also sharing a lot of content, tweets and everything. Um, but I knew that it was going to be a big decision, you know, so the intention of which language do I actually want to speak? And I actually am one of the very few business coaches in the Netherlands who communicates in English through their content and also in their programs. And, you know, of course, if it's a call with only Dutch people, we, of course, speak Dutch, right? <laughs> I'm not going to say, yeah, we have to do this in English. No, but actually all my pre-recorded videos are in English. My podcast is in English. My newsletter is in English. My um LinkedIn and Instagram uh, pr profile is in English because I want to be able to anyone to be open. Sorry, I want to be able to be open to anyone who wants to work with me. And I really like this international ex exchange, not just for me, but also for my current clients and my Dutch clients. So if people work with me, they understand this, they understand this vibe that, you know, even if they haven't, you know, done an internship internationally or haven't worked internationally, they know that this is something that I offer. So about 20% of my clients are international and, um, yeah, I'm actually very happy to be able to offer my services to an international crowd and it really inspired, inspires me. So this is my personal story about this, you know, this is my personal reason for this. And so if you get to decide, you know, whether or not you're going to speak in Dutch or in English, um, one of the things that I see happen, you know, and you'll probably have another reason than me, obviously, <laughs> because you, maybe you weren't a Spice, Spice Girls fan and, and, fan, and maybe you weren't in doing an internship in New York. But uh, what I'm seeing <laughs> is... You know, sometimes, you know, when you are, what I'm seeing is that Dutch people, it could be coaches, it actually could be anyone, you know, publishers or authors, um, you know, other, other people who want to switch from Dutch people who are trying to switch from Dutch to English. So imagine someone speaking Dutch in their content and everything for years on end and then all of a the sudden they make the switch to English and what I'm seeing and you know is that after a few months they decide to go back to Dutch again and I think you know I understand this because that's you know you've built your crowd and everything and building your audience and priming your audience in a different language is extremely difficult. Be also, also because the Instagram and TikTok, and I think also LinkedIn, by the way, algorithm is very focused on your location. So before you're going to invest in a new 
content strategy think about this, right? So even if you're just starting out and you're thinking Dutch or English, and then you have to have, I think you have to have your personal reasons, right? You, you have to have, you have to think, yes, it's very important for me to work internationally. It shouldn't just be, uh, oh, I just want to make more money. No, it has to come from something from within. And so I want you to think about letting the choice of the language that you're going to speak in be a very personal one. So for instance, speaking English is quite simple to me. I'm not saying that it's very easy because obviously Dutch, which is my mother tongue language, is much easier. <laughs> and I'm making mistakes. And sometimes when I'm listening to my podcast, I'm like, oh my, why didn't you find that word? <laughs> But, um, you know, I have a solution for that personally is that I have for this reason, because I loved, of course, I love talking in Dutch. I love talking in general, especially in Dutch. Uh, I also have a personal Dutch Instagram account, Sarah Birkenkamp, where I'm actually riffing on Dutch affairs in Dutch. So politics, strange Dutch news, memes, you know, all things that are specifically Dutch Netherlands related. Um, so yeah, that, that's a little bit of a solution that I found for myself. I was also thinking maybe of changing my LinkedIn strategy into uh, a more Dutch focus but then I thought no 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 all my international LinkedIn contacts won't like that so I'm going to stay in but you know those are the thoughts that I have so how you do it is of course really up to you and I just want to wanted to share why you know why I've done this because I did get some uh, some questions about this so I want you to think about staying close to yourself And also, you know, if if you're thinking, oh, yeah, I want to actually speak in Dutch because I'm so much more comfortable, um, think about that there is almost 18 million people living in the Netherlands and almost 7 million people in Flanders. I mean, there must be someone who's willing to work with you, right? I mean, I'm not saying that the Dutch language is... I don't think it's very limited, actually. There are still so many people, 25 million you know, and of course there are segments and everything and, you know, you want to niche down, but, you know, it, it's not just, um, yeah, it's, it's really, um, really up to you how you want to work on this. And if you decide, yes, this is a big one. So if you have already you know, created a lot of content in Dutch, try to, to maintain, if you're switching to English, try to really not give up and, and not after a few months, because this will take a lot of time. I think this will take years for people to understand, oh, she's, she's talking in English right now. And then maybe some Dutch people don't like it, but then yes, you want to expand. So yeah, then if they're not for your expansion, then maybe they're not for you. So have fun deciding and do let me know if you have successfully transferred from Dutch to English because I would love to hear success stories. Of course, I want to see it because I haven't really, I'm, I've seen a few, but most of them um, were a little bit less successful. So please let me know because I'm, I'm very interested, of course, in this topic, you know, seeing how a Dutch per person can work internationally, you know, don't have any boundaries and everything. And also don't worry about... This is a final note. I didn't because I have my notes in front of me, but don't be afraid of speaking Dutch with an accent. I know that I have an accent. You know, I, I understand that because, yeah, it's just who I am. And and or if you're making a mistake, Dutch people probably, you know, this is just a cultural thing for the people who are not from the Netherlands. Dutch people will probably tell you, oh, your English, your English is really bad because Dutch people are very upfront, very honest, and they think they help someone, but 
they don't. I am not open to that kind of feedback. <laughs> so just putting it out there. <laughs> um, I don't care because I know that, you know, people who are from especially the US and the UK who are, and there's of course more more countries who are, who have English as their mother mother tongue language, but so they are always very charmed by my accent and by, you know, everybody's Dutch accent or English Dutch accent really doesn't matter. So imagine, you know, thinking about an Italian person trying to speak Dutch. I mean, that's cute, right? So that's the way that English people see us or American people see us. So don't be afraid of that. And you can learn anything. That's also the thing. You, you don't have to be raised bilingual to, to have been able to do it. But don't give up after one month. You know, it's, it's practice and, and talking a lot. And... Um, yeah, best of luck with deciding this. I'm I'm really curious to your experience, you know, what, what you think, uh, the reasons why you're doing things the way that you're doing. And also maybe you have a personal story that you want to share with me on why you are speaking in English or maybe French. You know, I don't know uh, what, what you're focused on, but if you're from the Netherlands or if you're from... Another country doesn't really matter to me, but I like this talk about language because it's it's such a, a powerful tool um, to connect to other people. So thank you so much for listening and I wish you a very, very happy rest of your day.